Hello everybody and welcome to the Film Review Central podcast with me, Kim Grisham, and that you're all well. Another week and has now begun and today, Friday the 15th, made the release of Venom, Let There Be Carnage, a big, big uh, sequel that of course has been pushed back by the pandemic so many times. But we finally have Tom Hardy's second film as the Spider-Man anti-hero. So I'm really, really looking forward to be talking about this movie. I had a fantastic opportunity to watch this film a couple of days early, but I thought to put this review out on the day it comes out so we can get right into the masses of conversation. Now, going into this film, I went to go and see it, and I had slight nerves because I wasn't the worst reviewer of, of Venom, the first one, but I wasn't the best. That film was highly divisive between fans and critics, and I took my mentality, I took my opinion on the film as strictly fan-based, and that is where the film sort of lacked, in my opinion. If you look at this character in the comic books, you see this one is very villain and also very horror-based, and... They didn't do that, and I think the PG really, really got people not pleased with the project. People didn't want to go and see it. I felt like it had a very, very much of a decrease in the box office where it concerns. So going into a second film, I knew that this film would get a sequel. Just by the post credit scene, of course, but also the fact that this character is also building up a cinematic universe within Sony, and also Sony's got massive rights of his character's got a big name like Tom Hardy in it. You're hinting at a big villain like Carnage with Woody Harrison in the main role. You weren't going to lose it. So as soon as I saw the critics loving it but fans hating it, I knew that that film would still have a green light despite what the fans think. That is another com- that's a conversation for another day because it also you know proves the... You know, the reason why studios make movies now is is for money rather than the fans. But that's a whole different subject. So I went into this film slightly anxious, but looking at the trailers and being actually very intrigued by Andy Serkis' direction on the project, his obviously past work in, in big blockbusters, he knows how to deal with them. He's been on that set, you know, with Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, even the MCU. And obviously now he's just finished wrapping at the Batman, which I, I cannot wait for next in early next year. So I think he was fantastic. And also that he's got, you know, a big responsibility now with, you know, working on as a director. So I was looking forward to this film. And I'm obviously going to speak about the film and, and not just do positive, positive, negative, negative. I want to go through my the whole opinions. Because for me, I think that this film is on par with the original. The first film, 2018 Venom, I think it's on par. And to me, that's pretty good. Because I think it has some positive, and I think it has some very, very clear negative. It delivered more of the horror elements, let's that be clear. I think Andy Serkis did a great job in bringing this comic book counterpart to life in a, in a very dark, bleak, dystopian world. And I think he, with the action sequences and everything, he allowed for more horror elements to be implemented into the film. The rating is different. I think that they learned their lesson from that. But I don't think it went the full distance. I think a lot of people compare this character in many, many ways to Blade. 
which if you've not seen the Blade film, they are massively horror-based, very bloody. A lot of people put these characters in, in the same vein. But if you watch this film and then instantly go and watch the Blade movie, it's completely different. I don't know whether that's because it's part of the universe, it's trying to attract new audiences, because the Blade films are very much out there in their own entity. None of it really links. And I'm, you know, obviously we're going to get the new Blade movie with Mahershala Ali. I have no clue how Marvel are going to handle that. But that's again, that's a conversation for another day. I think that it still struggled to match that. And I don't particularly know the reason why. Maybe it's because they're trying to get fans back on, on part with their universe. We're going to get Morbius, supposedly, in, in early 2022, which that first trailer definitely did lean into that horror element. Uh, so whether they're going to gonna completely change that for a new hero, I'm not sure. But watching the, the first two films of their supposed Marvel universe, it doesn't give me f- massive credit that the horror element is what they're going to go for. And it disappoints me because you've got Venom and Morbius who are two very horror-based characters. And I think it struggled to match the comic book counterpart because of it linking into a universe, because it having big money on it. And also, a lot of people are using this and going, here is what you want. Go and watch the first one and be behind this universe. Because not a people, not a lot of people are, you know, they're coming in drips and drabs. They, they, they think, oh, yeah, yeah, they've got it, haven't they? That, to me, does not do or improve anything for me. Um, let's move on to the performances. And I think Hardy brings a decent performance again. I think he's a great actor. You know, he's he's somebody that transforms in every role. And I think his comedic side is actually very much visible in this film. But also, it's still the dark elements in there. He, he has fun. He has fun with the character. He has fun with the role. And obviously, he, he brings them comedic sides alongside uh, Venom obviously the alien so I think that was I think that worked really really well and um, yeah I was I was really quite interested in seeing how his performance was going to be be different or the same and I think he gives once again another decent performance you got Harrison as, as obviously the villain Carnage he's a very very good actor there's no doubt about that sometimes I think he's a little bit underrated he transforms with every role. He matches that same intensity and that sort of uneasiness that I think was was massively clued to Carnage and, and didn't make that villain redeeming. He didn't, you know, make this character likable like personally other people's has. You know, it, it, they really strip this character back and say, he is a villain. He is going to be the person that you all have to hate in the film. And I think he was great. And he gave a really, really good performance. I suppose if on the, um, you know, the supporting cast, there's not really much to say. It had a very small cast, not, you know, a lot of new additions. I think Naomi Harris was very, very good. And I don't think she'll get the credit in the, in this film that probably she deserves. It was, you know, an intriguing performance from her because she's always been, sort of looked at as this you know quite serious actor with moonlight and stuff like that but she was in Pirates of the Caribbean and that was a very dark character she played in that film so I was very pleasantly surprised by her performance in the film she didn't she wasn't the focus she didn't take anything away from Harrison's character because they're sort of you know the link you know they're they're sort of linked together in, in a way I will not spoil but you know she was 
pretty decent in in terms of the movie. I was quite surprised that you know her energy was good. I think you know the brutality of her character really shone through. And you know I'm I'm going to go out on a big limb here is that Sony probably should invest in a TV show for her because I I find that a very intriguing way of, of building her character up of having her you know the main focus. Whether that's going to happen, I'm not sure. But people are going to respond to it as much as I have but I think it was a, it was a nice performance and um, Stephen Graham was in the film massively for comedic purposes but I think he was a great addition obviously a big name Michelle Williams she's just a love interest I was quite surprised that she didn't have a lot more to do in the film she was sort of brought into the film you know in a in a way that you know she's obviously moved on so there's no point having her in the film for the entire you know, for the entire story and, and having obviously the damsel in distress, which I didn't like at all, just because they built a character very, very well in the first film. I was quite surprised that she, um, you know, had obviously things to do with being she venom and stuff like that. So I was, well, I was really, really surprised by that. Moving on to the story, I think that it was very, very fast paced. It was straight into the story. You felt like you had to watch the first one to know exactly what was going on. So and it extended from there and never showed signs of slowing down. It, it never tried to build up other stories, um, you know, other plot points that I think could have been explored from the main plot of the film Hero versus Villain. They didn't do that. It was massively jumping into the main plot. The, the runtime was very short. I was quite surprised that it was, it was such a short film. You know, so it didn't really have that opportunity to to build and maintain the story and have so many different, you know, parts in it. You know, it had to, to, to stick to a runtime which was incredibly short. And I feel it felt, I think it fell under some stereotypical storylines for a comic book movie, and, a, and in particular a comic book sequel. You know, if you watch a lot of the sequel films, it's all about these individuals that don't want to be the hero they don't want to have that responsibility now when they give it up that's what they did in this film and i that was where that is what has knocked it down for me massively is that it, it had an opportunity to be very very unique very original have this character go on some really interesting places having carnage be the be the polar opposite of that have some really great moments in terms of action sequences comedy the relationship between Eddie Brock and Cletus Clay was was really sort of multi-layered. They never explored that in the film because, you know, it, it was sort of like, yeah, you're the villain, you know, but but you're also the counterpart. It fell under some very stereotypical storylines for me, and that was something that I was not annoyed by, but definitely disappointed by. Um, so that's where obviously I'm going to sort of wrap up the review now by saying there was a lot of positives, but it still had issues. We've had um, the one of the one of the coolest post credit scenes, which I will not reveal, but I just want to say it's very very cool. So we're definitely going to have a third Venom movie. There's no doubt about that, but I do think it has to iron out a few of these issues because if they don't, the people not invested in their franchise, where this Sony universe goes after you know venom free or even in the meantime i'm not sure and i'm definitely going to still be intrigued by how they build up this universe because to me their two f films have not matched the comic book counterpart and have not looked at the comic book counterpart they've done so 
even in Morbius, I haven't even seen that yet. But from the from the trait, but to me, that has I have no faith in that film because of what I've seen, where they've they've took a character that's massively linked to one genre, but completely change it up and not done it to its maximum. And to me, that's where it it comes in. And that's why I'm going to give the movie a seven out of ten. Still very positive. I did think it was on par, which I think it was. Yeah, it's, it's still pretty good. All the sequels are, are sort of lower down, and it did, definitely did, you know, give me very, very big positives and made it a very memorable film. But like I said, it still needs to iron out them specific differences. But I think the positive definitely come from performances, and you know, the fact that the return, the returning characters, definitely felt they had a bit more growth. So that's it for my review of Venom: Let There Be Carnage. After you've seen the film uh, today, or across the weekend let me know what you think of the film via my instagram frc underscore podcast message me as well if you want to talk about anything regarding films and tv shows and make sure you favor and follow so you never miss the uploads on your favorite podcast websites i'm talking spotify google Podcasts, over here on anchor breakout overcast there's so many great ones to listen to and we will be there for you i don't know what the next podcast will be about but i'm just gonna you love see you in a bit